Welcome, this is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers. My name is Nick. Every other Monday, my guest and I choose a theme, we play some music, and we chat. Sometimes there are tangents. Occasionally we lose ourselves in each other's eyes. But it's always a fun talk, and I think you'll like it. This episode was easy on the palate, and whether you like IPAs, sours, or lagers, it goes down smooth. The topic is local beers, and Brendan Byrne is back in the guest chair. Brendan is the space reporter for WMFE, and he's also a beer aficionado. Couldn't ask for a better guest. We tried to stick to Central Florida specifically for the beer, but there were a few outside of the area that we had to talk about. Also, the limit was five beers each, or else we would have been here all day. Listen to this episode on your way to a brewery, or while you're buying me a growler. And now, on with the show. Paul Simon on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Good morning. My name is Nick. Every other week, I get to do a very special episode of what's normally to a certain degree. And you can learn more about all of the shows at toacertaindegree.com, the family of toacertaindegree.com shows. uh, It's just too long. I'm going to have to work on that. But uh, every week, I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. Three-time guest, Brendan Byrne is here. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning. I think I'll get it right on the, the third time, right? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> third time we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but Brendan is, of course, the uh, space reporter at WMFE. He does a great podcast called uh, Are We There Yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, so please go check that out. You can also uh, listen to the three other or the two other interviews that he's done as part of this show. Mm-hmm. But today, I couldn't think of a better person to have on to talk about Craft beers, local craft mm-hmm. beers. So you're a fan. I drink them, yes. <laughs> and you've actually done uh, probably a, one or two stories on them for WMFE as I've well? Done, I've done a few stories on, on craft beer, so it's, it's a tough job. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're here to talk about. If you have any that you would like to share, uh, go to Facebook to a certain degree. Tell us about it. Uh, I know somebody had something um, that I'd have to look up here because I can't remember off the top of my head because I write every other note down except the ones that are important. Right. But uh, I wanted to start out. So I played that song kind of tongue in cheek. That's where I belong by Paul Simon. But how comfortable I've gotten in breweries over the years. Mm -hmm. And it didn't start out that way. So I remember about 11 years ago going to one uh, and it was very industrial. It was in a very industrial part of the town and I thought that, you know, it was, an, it was a little bit of an adventure going there. Mm-hmm. Good beer. And so what I did was I was talking to somebody and, you know, I felt like he was almost an Elon Musk at the time. Now, nothing compared to Elon Musk as someone who covers Elon mm-hmm. Musk. You know, there's, there's no one quite like him. Um, and he got some news, I think, this past week that wasn't great for him either. <laughs> but we won't go into that. I'm sure you're going to cover that on WMFE today. But the idea was that I really wanted to, he seemed like a technological guy. He was talking about angel investors. He was talking about these big new ideas. And I was kind of in awe. So I wanted to impress him. I wanted to invite him out and, you know, tell him about me. And I made the mistake of inviting him to that brewery. And he just turned him off. Mm -hmm. Like it was not a place where he was comfortable, was not a place that was for him conducive to conversations. And, you know, fast forward to a couple of years ago, I'd just done my first episode of To a Certain Degree. I went up for Memorial Day to a party that uh, some friends of mine have every year. And this normally would have uh, kind of turned me off, but I basically 
there was a bunch of people there and they decided to go on a brewery tour mm-hmm. and I didn't know any of them. So we went to the first one, Ocelot Brewing Company. I can't recommend it enough if anybody's up there, if you see any of their products, they're great. But it was completely different. It was just this completely different experience. It was much more open. There were a lot more windows. It was an industrial area town, which a lot of breweries still are, but it was super nice and welcoming. And it was just one of those moments, if you ever had it, Brendan, where you're just on the entire time. And everybody, everybody's chatting, everybody's laughing, and it was just fantastic. So now that's what I choose to remember and choose mm-hmm. to relate to uh, sort of these breweries and the, those experiences. Yeah, they're like meeting places, right? Yeah. I, last, week, I think it was last week or the week before, I had like three work meetings at a brewery. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that, that's, that's where you would go to, you know, it's, it's a safe place to meet people and if they between don't, them it, and me. And yeah, if they don't have food there, they have food trucks. Yeah, uh, yeah you, and you can bring the kids now too. Yep. And dogs. Which is fantastic. And kind dogs. of. Well, yeah. yeah. For the most part. Yeah. So what we're going to do today is talk about five beers each. Five. five I have I have 15. Okay. No, well, <laughs> just five. <laughs> let's just keep it. We could just keep going. Yes, yeah. We could just keep going I all got day. nothing going on today. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to release Brendan back into the wild. So that's why we did five beers each. So I know that there are way more mm. than five great beers here in town with all the breweries that we have in town here, the breweries around Florida. So uh, if anybody is feeling left out, I'm sure I will do another episode with somebody else where I have to go out and try more beers. <laughs> it's a tough job, it isn't is it? It's just the worst. I'm, uh, I'm glad you provided that disclaimer because I was telling people I was coming on the show and, and I had to collect five beers and I have like 50 suggestions oh, from my friends and, and folks I've been with. So it's, it's not that I, I don't like the beers that you suggest. It's just... I have to eventually go to work at some point this morning. So, <laughs> and we'll do this again. I think that I think it's worth talking about and talking about the specifics of the breweries and the beers themselves. Because mm-hmm. I learned a lot about Imperial versus New England and what a Berliner is and where it comes from and stuff like that. So, with that in mind, what is your first beer and why and where is it from? All right. So my first is from my local brewery, um, which is like right down the street. It is one mile from my house. And when my wife and I went to buy our new house, that was one of the things we gave to our real estate agent was like, we want to be able to walk to this place. Wow. Okay. So, so you'd been going there already. We'd been going there already. It, it had just opened um, and we fell in love with it. And we said, this is where we want to go. So it's, it's Ocean Sun Brewing. Um, it's on Curry Ford yep. and Crystal Lake. Um, so uh, Hourglass District. In the Hourglass District. That's right. Um, so if you, if you need to find me at all, anytime, I'm usually there. Um, so the, the when beer, you're not on the air, when I'm not on the air, yeah. if you don't hear me on the radio, I'm probably there. Um, so they just released a new beer called their smash beer. And this is something that they do every year as a challenge. A lot of brewers do a smash beer. Um, it stands for single malt, single hop. Okay. Um, so it kind of brings them back and, you know, uh, simplifies. It, it, yeah, it's a pure, yeah. purest kind of yeah. beer. Um, and this one I like a lot because it, it uses a hop that the brewer has found that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's nice about having a brewery so close to you and, and becoming friends with the brewer is he knows your taste better than you do. So great. So he, there was this one beer that I liked a lot and it used Azaka hops. Okay. Um, I'm a hop head. That's, that's unfortunately that that's what I like. That's what my, my tongue is used to. Um, and so the smash beer is uh, with Azaka hops and 
it is just it's wonderful. Azaka is a, a kind of a newer strain of hops. Is um, that a local? Is it grown local? It's not grown locally, okay. um, but it is grown by this. It's the um, American Dwarf Hop Association. So they have like smaller crops of these things. Um, they're not like mass produced or anything, um, but it's it's very like citrusy, kind of grapefruity, passion fruit um, kind of notes on it. And it's just such a, a clean, easy drinking beer. It's under 5%. So it's my my cutting the grass beer, basically. I'll grab a growler of it on Friday night because I know I've got to cut the grass on Saturday morning. And, and that's my my gift to myself when, I, when <laughs> I'm finished is, is their smash beer. I cut the grass. It's time for It's time for smash. a beer. Yeah, it's about the little victories in life, Nick. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> So it's interesting, you know, the smash idea it obviously has that connotations of getting smashed, but that's not the no, idea no, no. At all. It, yeah. And it, it's usually the opposite. These are usually lower, lower uh, ABVs. Alcohol, yeah. Um, so they're kind of sessionable, meaning you can drink a lot of them at once. So what was your first uh, brewery experience? Like when did you go into one and what was your takeaway from it? So I'm lucky. My, my, my wife's parents live in Asheville. Oh um, gosh, so, which yeah. is like the craft brew capital. Yeah, of, you can't swing a dead cat without, without hitting a brewery. <laughs> and there's, let me say, a lot of listeners from Asheville. Mm-hmm. Why are there so many people swinging dead cats up there? I have no idea. God, it's so <laughs> weird. Well, that was my first experience was going to visit them, and actually, I, I knew that they were from Asheville. Yeah. And my wife and I, we were. Did that we, factor into you marrying your wife? <laughs> Uh, no, from? Nick, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Asheville? Oh, they have craft brews there. Nice. We would go up and visit a lot? Oh, okay. Well, my wife and I started dating in, in, in high school, in college. Um, so my, you know, my college beer drinking days were like, oh, ooh, we're going to get something fancy. We'll drink some Genesee cream ale or, or maybe oh. Rolling Rock, you know. Yeah, whatever is cheap or cheap. readily available. So I wasn't used to... Um, drinking craft beers. And then her dad was coming to visit. And uh, I was like, I knew, I knew that he was into craft beer and he's from Asheville and I need to impress this guy. Um, so we went to, it was, I think it was red light, red light um, back oh, when nice. they had their, yeah. their older location um, on um, not their new one on Corinne, but the one sure. before that, but not the winter park one. So the, in the middle red light, red light, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, which turned into smiling bison. And I'm not sure what it is now, but anyways, um, so I had to impress him by drinking a craft beer. And I think, like, I ordered whatever he ordered, and it was, like, this imperial double IPA. Oh. Like, it was one of those, oh, my it goodness, like, right what, am I, what am yeah. I doing here? But I was like, you know, I need to impress this guy, you know, because I really like his daughter. And um, so from there is, I guess, why I, I started drinking craft beer. But then So I, it was love. It was love. Yes. And then it became love of beer. And then it became love of beer. But then, <laughs> but then I realized that he was, you know, he's he's from Asheville. You know those folks from Asheville. They're just swinging they, dead they, cats. Swinging dead cats don't really care about, you know, what you do. And everybody's sure. free to like everybody's what they fine. like. And yeah. uh, he was, turned out nicest guy in the world and glad to call him my father-in-law now. But we would go to Asheville and he would just take us on, on these brewery tours and uh, had some great beer like, I really wanted to go to Highland because I'm like, oh, well, now I'm, now I'm a craft beer drinker. I know what Highland is, you know. And up in Asheville, they're like, oh, yeah, Highland. Yeah, yeah, they, they started things here. But there's like, here's 12 more breweries right, we right. can go to. Um, so I, I loved going up there. And that was where I first got that brewery experience that you were talking to. Yeah. Like, you know, they would take you and I'm like, where are we going? Like, are you going to murder us? Like, why are we in this? <laughs> like, what is here? What It's old sewing factory that's turned into a brewery. 
Um, but you, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. And totally Asheville thing too. Yeah, <laughs> all um, these old sewing factories yeah. <laughs> laying around. Um, but yeah, that, that's where I, I first um, started to get the bug. And, and every time we'd go, we'd just spend the day at the brewery, and you know, it was so cool. And now, what's really neat is when we talk to um, you know my father and mother in law up in Asheville, and they're like, "Oh, we're planning a trip down there. Um, these are the breweries we want to go to when we're down in Florida." <laughs> and so they have these this long list. Like, we can't get stuff like this up here. <laughs> It's like, you know, we're competing with Asheville. Look at that. I like that a lot, too, because it's not like they're coming down for the theme parks or they're not at least coming down for what we would traditionally think of as the theme parks. It's more of a it's a theme. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you can park there. Uh, So we're going to play a song that you picked out today, but there's a very special theme for the songs that you picked out today. So you do a podcast called Are We There Yet? Yes. Fantastic podcast all about space, all about going to space and, mm-hmm. you know, answering the question, are we there yet? Of course. Um, so what did you, where was the music from or what inspired you to pick this music? So I went, um, I kind of tried to do a tangential kind of space theme um, to this. Um, and, and a few of these songs, I kind of, I went down this rabbit hole mm-hmm. I was telling you about last night um, during the, um, you know, human space exploration program, NASA has this tradition where ground controllers will wake up the crew in space using a song. Um, and it's usually a song that's been picked out by um, someone down here on Earth, by a family member of, of one of the astronauts, and that's how they play it over the loudspeaker, and that's what wakes everybody up. Um, so I was kind of doing a little bit of research to find out some some famous ones, and I found NASA, of course, because they're it's NASA. It's NASA. Yeah. They've chronicled every single song played from ground control to space, and it's like this fifteen-page since the fifties, since the fifties. Yeah. They started like the Gemini program, yeah. um, waking them up with with music, and uh, so they're pretty much just this giant playlist of stuff. So I was like, you know, we can't play all of that. Because no. I have to go to work. Yeah, at some you point. need to do a Pandora playlist of that, though. I think yeah. that would be pretty. cool. I think cool. that'd be real. I'm yeah. sure someone has already, but maybe we'll, we'll find it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where it is. So we'll put the list out there yeah. too, in case anybody's interested in it, and it shows what mission and everything. Yep, shows you what oh, mission, who great. who picked it out. Um, it's as like specific, like you know, it says you know, astronaut or, or pilot Robert Cabana's daughter picked out this song, and you know, that's so cool. You know, they played it on behalf of this, um, so it's really neat. So I guess we can listen to one of those. Um, this one is for the last shuttle flight, um, and it was a bunch of celebrity musicians um, recorded stuff for uh, for the astronauts on STS-135, mm-hmm. which uh, launched in 2011. So this is from um, Michael Stipe from REM recorded this one, and he recorded this version of Man on the Moon in Venice, Italy, which is pretty cool because that's where Galileo lived and worked and discovered a lot of our planets and stuff so it, it, it's really neat to to see that connection and uh i'm a big rem fan so oh, i picked nice. this one up so yeah. this is it all right so we'll hear rem and this is that version of it right this is a a actual skim of the communications between the ground in houston to uh the space shuttle so that's why it oh, kind of sounds nice. tinny. <laughs> that's perfect all right and you'll hear that on wprk you're listening to odd numbers Put a man on the moon, man on the moon. If you believed, 
There's nothing up my sleeve, then nothing is cool. Good morning, Atlantis. This is Michael Stipe from REM. We wish you much success on your mission and thank all the women and men at NASA who have worked on shuttle for three decades from Earth. A very good morning to you. Good morning, uh, Houston, and uh, all we can say up here is wow. I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Michael Stipes for sending up that wonderful message and that great song. Uh, I know uh, a lot of us up here have been listening to REM for a long, long time, and uh, some of the greatest music also reminds us about the moon landing next week uh, anniversary and uh, we also echo his sentiments just to thank all the great people who worked on this, uh, this wonderful space shuttle. We're ready for another uh, day in space and uh, ready to get to work. And Atlantis, thank you very much. I agree with you. That was great music. And we also are ready for another great day working with you. Michael Stipe on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That wasn't the entire band. That was just him, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you're listening to Odd Numbers. Uh, my name is Nick. A very special guest today, Brandon Byrne. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. So we're playing some music today. Uh, Brendan picked some stuff from the wake-up calls for uh, manned space missions. So that's where you hear in between there. Uh, Even a little bit of Michael Stipe sort of uh, saying thank you to the women and men Mm -hmm. who uh, work on every single project that NASA does. And we're also talking about craft beers today. So very happy about that. Yeah, it's a fun fun morning. Yeah. Beer and space. Beer, space. Early morning on a Monday. Yeah. I mean, everything is as it should be, (laughs) I think. So uh, we each picked five beers. And again, I just want to say that I I set the limit to five because we only have a two-hour show. So there are many, many other beers out there that are amazing and fantastic. You should go and explore. And one of the things I love about it is... Uh, first of all, uh, in many of the places you can get the flights mm-hmm. or you can get like just small. You don't have to get a flight. Uh, you could just get the small versions, the five ounces. And I feel like I'm beer ADD. Like I like to switch around a lot. Mm-hmm. So that works out so amazingly for me, especially if I want to try, say, the sours and I've got a sour coming up on my list. I don't like to start with a sour. Okay. So I like to start with something else and kind of move into the sours. I find it, you know, it's almost too... Not harsh, but it, it's just not the good a good first beer for me. Yeah. So this one, the beer I wanted to talk about was uh, down by the airport, uh, sort of industrial park area. You know, the traditional brewery. Um, you're going to see that kind of um, uh, space is Ellipsis Brewing. I love Ellipsis. It's so great. It's mm-hmm. such a good space, it, and it's so. What I love about it is, you know, your traditional bars are so dark they don't necessarily want you to see that there's an outside. I feel like they're bowling alleys, mm-hmm. right? Bowling alleys and bars. They don't have windows because they don't want you to know there's an outside. But Ellipsis Brewing is definitely the opposite of that. A lot of windows, some TVs, um, some stuff for the kids to do, some games mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's mostly about the beer and it's mostly about the conversations. Mm-hmm. So I was planning to go here. I had to drop my son off for a birthday party at Bowling Alley. It's a bowling alley. No windows, by the way, at that bowling alley. And it was weird for me because I'm still not used to 
necessarily dropping him off. So he's getting to the age where you can just kind of leave him places or leave him home. And, you know, that I'm, I'm, wait, can I do that? Is that, am I a bad parent? Am I a good parent? Should I stay? So I was going to leave. I was going to go down to Ellipsis because I wanted to try it out. It was my first time there. And I ran into one of the other dads that I kind of know. Miller has, my son has uh, friends that he's been friends with forever. Mm -hmm. They call themselves the Molecule. There's four of them. They're nerds, obviously. That's adorable. Yes, I know. (laughs) And I don't know, I didn't know him that well. What was really neat was I was just like, hey, I'm going to this. Do you want to come? And he's, you know, he, he admitted to he's a Miller-like guy, but he came mm-hmm. over. And we ended up having this great sort of existential, we're getting older, like what are we doing with our lives sort of conversation. And we tried a bunch of different beers. It was, it was really neat. Like it was uh, not an expected sort of uh, interaction mm-hmm. that I was I was planning to have that day. But having said all that, New England IPA, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, the hazy. Yeah. It's like, like a glass little, of orange juice. A little less hoppier. Mm-hmm. All the citrus in mm-hmm. it or whatever flavors they're putting in it. Um, still pretty uh, high in the alcohol value. So this was about a 6.3%. And this is one of their main ones there at Ellipsis called Pinks and Greens. Mm-hmm. Have you had this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really good. So, and I didn't realize this, so I looked it up afterwards. Um, but the uh, the name is after the army uniform in uh, World War II. Oh, I so, didn't know that. So, yeah, the greens was the that sort of drab jacket with the uh, the belt that was mm-hmm. sewed on, and then the pinks were the less drab uh, pants. I guess they were being sarcastic about it because I don't think they were actually mm-hmm. pink. That would be pretty amazing. Uh, but the head brewer is uh, an army vet. And okay. So that's where he kind of came up with the idea for that one. And that one, man, and I took the advice of uh, one of the bartenders that was there eating but not working. So that's, you know, it's a good place when the bartenders just hang when out there. When they hang out there, yeah. Yeah. And he said, yeah, you got to try that one. And I did. And I do not regret it. So that's one I would, I would highly, highly recommend mm-hmm. yeah, on, I, on my list. I love that brewery because they kind of specialize in those New England IPAs. There's a lot of them on the list, yeah. So if you're not into that kind of style, I would suggest going because they have such a spectrum of different flavors that are all within that New England IPA genre. Um, so you can try a bunch of different ones and and, and see. Yeah. You can find a flavor in there that, that you like, which I love. I love that they have so many there. One as opposed to, I think, the Imperial, which is also West Coast and um, mm-hmm. the ones from England, which are a lot hoppier. The New England ones, to me, are less hoppy. Right. They're more citrus forward yeah. and the malt balances it out. It's, yeah. it's a lot more easy to get into those uh, than it is the, uh, the, the hardcore hoppy ones. Even mm-hmm. some of those I have to work up to. So I'll start out with a New England and then eventually mm-hmm. go up to an Imperial one. So, yeah, that was the one for me. So why don't we listen to another song? Works for me. And we'll get into another beer. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. I think I feel like I talk too much. No, you're good. Was I good? Yeah. Did you, I tell you a good story? You can keep going. That was a great Pinks story. And Pinks, Pinks and greens. I love it. I love it. <laughs> did you have the popcorn while you were there? Uh, I did not. Yeah, I haven't had the popcorn yet. I did not. There was also a Canadian food truck out there with um, uh, poutine. Okay. So I should have had that. Yeah. But, yeah, it was... I didn't want to. It was the first time hanging out with somebody and just like you don't want to eat a first date. I don't want to eat in front of them at all. (laughs) Frankly, I barely eat in front of people. I just like I'm a little squirrel like over here. uh, What's the uh, trash panda? What do you call a raccoon? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a lot (laughs) a lot like a trash panda. And I think it's it's we have to note that 
that is one of those like serious like industrial park breweries like type it into yeah. your phone because you'll yes. miss it yeah that's a good point and there's i don't remember there being signage nope there's no signage everything looks the same every yeah. building looks the same if you feel like you're going in the wrong direction you're, you're probably, probably in okay. the right way yeah. <laughs> so and i i will say there's a real you can make a day out of this my my brother was just up here mm-hmm. um and my brother's super into disking disc golf he's a disc golfer and uh he wanted to take me out and there's a really cool disc golf course just south of the brewery there so you can go and do your disc golf and then head up and oh, drink okay. a beer so but if you want to you want to feel like the, the cool kids are disking these days nick so. i can i can skip that though yeah you can that skip that if you want this but this was it was like only nine holes exercise. it was only nine holes mm-hmm. i was done in an hour mm-hmm. it's shaded um there's paths so you don't trip over leaves and rocks and twigs and stuff okay. so well, us Seems old guys are okay. Slightly doing it there. better. <laughs> All right, very good. So we'll uh, we'll hear a song. Let's uh, listen to "Invisible." Maybe we're still standing. So that seems appropriate. Yeah, for I like a brewery that. Talk. Yeah. All right, and you'll hear that on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This episode is being brought to you by Sound Scrutiny. Think you know what someone meant when they put together your mixtape? <laughs> You're so wrong. Sound Scrutiny experts will listen to the music you've been given and provide you with an in-depth analysis of the deeper meanings in the songs, in between the songs, under the songs, and other prepositions. Sound Scrutiny. What does your music stand for? Upload your playlists at toacertaindegree.com. Oh, oh, that's you. That was me. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that in this song. All sorts of uh, little technical issues. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers on WPRK. We are back on the air. Had a little heart attack there for a second. Live radio. After being off the air for 11 months, when the power goes out (laughs) and people start texting you that you're off the air, that's never a good feeling. But we're back on the air. People can hear us again. WPRK 91.5 FM, the best in basement radio, the voice of Rollins College. You're listening to Odd Numbers a very special guest from a different radio station mm-hmm. and a, a rival wonderful, radio station. Right? I don't know that we're rivals. <laughs> I don't think we are. <laughs> yeah, uh, WMFE. Brendan Byrne is here, space reporter, uh, host, and producer of the "Are We There Yet?" podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, producer of uh, Intersection. Yep, and all around nice guy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I try. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> and so also a big uh, local beer craft beer mm-hmm. aficionado if you missed any of the show about how brendan became that way it was from love it was and you can listen to <laughs> uh the episode at to a certain degree.com mm-hmm. i'll have that up later this week uh brendan why don't we go back to play linda brewing yes. we're talking about craft beers yeah. out on the east coast out in titusville mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the beers that you selected from there we're just doing five beers today so I want to make sure that anybody who's listening from a brewery or anybody who's listening who has a favorite uh, beer, please suggest them. Mm-hmm. We will go out and try them, and we will do this again. If this uh, topic is that popular, we'll definitely do this type of uh, show again. Yeah, I think like once once a day we could do this segment, Once a day. Right? <laughs> it might not be enough, but we'll see. Because there are a lot of breweries out there. There are. There are. A lot of fantastic ones. There are. And I haven't been to Play Linda, so I'm, I'm interested to hear yeah. more about it. I, I've I've had their beer a lot um, at other places. Like there's there's some craft beer bars around town. Um, oh, they carry it. That that carry uh, Play Linda on tap, which, which is great. Um, but uh, I went there for the first time. Um, I think we were, we were talking um, before all 
heck broke loose here uh, about uh, the Falcon Heavy um, mission, which was earlier this year. And that, that was the mm-hmm. first time that I had gone there and, and went with a bunch of uh, journalist friends. Um, and it was just, it's a really cool space. And uh, it, it was really neat. And I really enjoyed it. So the one that, that I like a lot that I had um, first on, on drafted some of the craft beer bars here is, is the Pleasure Chest, mm-hmm. which is Great just name. fun to say and kind of a play on you know, by the beach and treasure chest and all sure. that stuff. But it, it's, a, it's again, it's one of those citrus, citrus heavy, um, hop forward IPAs. Um, so super refreshing, you know, if you're hanging out on the beach or you're spending all day waiting for a rocket to launch or something like that, it's, it's a really, really, as we all do. As sometimes. we all do. Yes. Yes. Uh, all waiting for this rocket. There's a lot of waiting in space yeah. reporting. Of- <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Um, it just, it, it's a really, really refreshing refreshing beer mm-hmm. and uh my wife who's not a huge fan of ipas um she will drink this one um so so that that's got to tell you something about the kind of widespread uh likability of of this kind of beer as well um oh, yeah they also have another one that i picked which is the robonaut red um which i'm not a huge fan of of red ales because they tend to be a little more maltier and and sweeter uh, but this one's a, a pretty pretty hop heavy uh, West Coast style red ale. Okay. Um, that'll that'll really hit you in the face with with the hops, um, but it still has a little bit of that sweetness, um, kind of like a, a more of a British ale, um, which is which is really great. And it's named after the Robonaut, which is uh, at the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex. If you see that big, he's like a white robot with a gold face plate that greets you at the front. That's, oh yeah, that's Robonaut. That's, okay. that's Robonaut. So they so named, that's his favorite beer. They well, they named the beer after him. I'm not sure if robots drink beer, but uh, okay. <laughs> Agree to disagree on that so one. Give me a puzzle. Like, what do you know that I don't? Uh, robots drink beer. Okay. What What I want to do is just we're you know we're always kind of um, scared of the AI revolution of the robots taking True. over Skynet and all of those sorts. Oh yeah, of things. just get them drunk. Get them drunk. Yeah, that's actually really smart. I like start that them idea. drinking off. They'll love all the breweries. They'll love all the different opportunities to drink. And if you name beers after them. Let's face it, robots are very mm-hmm. egotistical if they think they're better than humans in the first place. Mm-hmm. Give them some beer. I like that idea. And we'll go with that. I'm not really <laughs> sure if that would work out uh, at all. What do you think in general um, of the names of beer? So you mentioned Pleasure, mm-hmm. uh, pleasure Chest, um, but there's a lot of different beers uh, like that. You know, it's not just here's the, here's the gold or here's the pale ale or mm-hmm. here's the, you know, this. Um, they come up with a lot of clever names. It's almost just fun to, just to order them, just to say, oh yeah, just to say the name, you know, dangling yeah. participle or something like that <laughs> to somebody. Yeah, I think it's it's really important. Right? It's been part branding and marketing, and and I think a lot of places try to outpun each other, right? <laughs> yep. You know, there's there's some there's some really interesting ones out there. Um, at Ocean Sun, they had one called um, Sexy Chocolate um, because they didn't want to get sued, but it was it was a play on. Uh, Mr. Randy Watson from the Coming to America movie, who called oh, yes. himself Sexual Chocolate. Yes. You know, um, we they, someone had been talking about that movie earlier when they were brewing it, so that's why uh, that's why they went ahead with that one. And there's there's some there's some interesting um, interesting names out there that that I really like. Um, there was one the uh, I, I like the descriptions too. So going back to Play Linda, which we all know why a lot of people talk about 
play Linda Beach. No, why? Right? Why? Why is that? <laughs> I well, I've seen you there, Nick. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, they have they have a an area where clothing is optional, and, mm-hmm. and in the description of of their blonde ale, it says, you know, much like Beach Thirteen at Playa Linda, this beer has nothing to hide. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, let's listen to a song. Uh, we'll come back. We've still got uh, I've still got quite a few beers to go through. So okay, we're going to hear that in the next hour. Uh, in the meantime, we'll listen to Martha Reeves. I think this is appropriate for beer talk, uh, dancing in the street. Because sometimes you just after gotta... a couple beers, you just need to dance in the street and then take a rideshare home, mm-hmm. of course. Responsibly. Responsibly. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we do it here on Odd Numbers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. Good morning. Eating, walking, weather, the restroom. What do all of these things have in common? Right, they can all mess up your clothes. And your clothes are literally the most important things you wear on a day-to-day basis. As much as we'd like, we can't replace eating, walking, weather, and the restroom with something less dangerous to our appearance. Guess what? We have a solution to this terrible problem. Turnabout is the first company on the planet that manufactures clothes as stylish as they are reversible. You will literally be wearing your clothes inside out, ready to do the old switcheroo in case something untoward happens. Turnabout clothes look exactly the same in either configuration, and they are manufactured with a space-age polymer that prevents liquids or puddings from soaking through. Get sized at toacertaindegree.com. Moondragon on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Maneuvers. Good morning. You're listening to Maneuvers. My name is Nick. No, I'm just kidding. The name of the show is Odd Numbers, although now that I think about it, Maneuvers might be a better show name. (laughs) So thanks, Moondragon, for that. Uh, my name is Nick. I have a very special guest, as I do every week. Brendan Byrne has returned to the show, has returned to WPRK, is cheating on WMFE I for am, a little while. Good morning, Brendan. <laughs> Good morning, Nick. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Thank you so much for being here. First hour, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, but in general, what we're talking about, besides having heart attacks because WPRK may be back off the air. You did some maneuvers to get us back on. I like that. I did. I did. Uh, basically, uh, the rest of Winter Park might be without power, but I circumnavigated <laughs> some things. And as long as we have power, that's all that really matters, as far as I can tell. Uh, Brendan Byrne is here today. Uh, he's been a two-time guest, so if you want to listen to either of those episodes, you can. But we're here today to talk about craft beers. Before we get to that, though, mm-hmm. Moon Dragon was a song that uh, you picked, and mm-hmm. you got to meet uh, the gentleman in charge, the the CEO of Moon Dragon. Yes, Mr. Moon Dragon, Senor Moon Dragon. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know that's that's a, it's a guy named uh, Troy Simpson um, who's behind Moon Dragon. And um, I, if you don't know, um, I help produce WMFE's public affairs show Intersection, and every Friday's show. Uh, the last segment we dedicate to local music, yep. um, which is really cool. We call it Intersection Sessions. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I think it's been over a year now that Could we've been doing it. Could you just call it Intersessions? Interse- that's actually really good. Let me write that down. <laughs> Intersessions with Matthew Petty. Um, and so we were kind of we were cruising around looking for, for some new talent, and I had stumbled across Moondragon and, and reached out to Troy and uh, – it's a, it's a really great interview. You can go on to WMFE.org slash intersection and look through the intersection sessions or intersessions um, ones and, and find the one when we had Moon Dragon on. But basically what he does is um, he takes like like F1 racing videos yeah. and like 
fighter pilot movies and um, all sorts of like cool like eighties you know stuff. And it he definitely had an eighties. It's an eighties feel for yeah. sure. Um, and he composes the music to you know these videos of these F eighteen. So he's doing a soundtrack. Around. So basically, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, at his shows, he actually has the the movies synced up with the music, and uh, it's it's super cool. Um, and he came into the studio and he he brought his synthesizers and like he performed you know these songs live right in front of us, which is was really really cool. So you can you can listen to that and. He's just a, a super down earth guy, and it just—I mean—it reminds me of like playing, you know, Star Fox and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid. So, so, but this isn't his full time job. This is his yeah. side passion. Yeah, he's an audio engineer uh, yeah. or audio designer, I think, is what he is. Uh, or yeah. What he told us when when he was uh, in the studio with us a few years ago. So, uh, but yeah, really cool. I, I love I love listening to his stuff. Like late night drives home from the space coast. I'll I'll throw that album on and pretend I'm. You know, a fighter pilot or whatever driving down the five twenty. It feels like yeah. <laughs> uh, if that particular song was more of a, a love uh, montage. The sax did it. Romance. The sax at yeah. the end did it. Yeah. Once you hit that, like <laughs> you start out, maybe you're flying the the fighter pilot, yeah. but then you land, and then yeah, uh, you know, your love interest from the movie, uh, right before the big breakup. Uh, because we have to go into the third act and get you yeah. guys back together. Sorry, I don't know. I'm, I'm creating a movie here. <laughs> so we're here uh, to talk about uh, passion projects of people who are out here locally doing beers. Um, so what I find is it's really interesting to talk to some of the brewers, some of the people who mm. are behind this. And I have a bunch of questions I find. So one brewery I haven't been to yet. Uh, I picked one of their beers. Uh, we're doing five beers each today, by the mm. way, uh, because we had to limit it to five. Uh, if, it, if, you know, it were up to us, if we had our druthers, this would be a six hour show and we would do 140 <laughs> beers or something like that. Uh, but Red Cypress Brewery, which I haven't been out to yet, uh, over in Winter Springs, but I had it at Domu. Okay. So this was my Domu experience. I, somebody came into town. I knew that it was going to be busy. I wasn't really psyched about it, uh, having to wait I'm not a big, you know, like wait around yeah. for an hour. And they, so I got there early. I'm like, I'll get there early. I'll get there 20, 30 minutes early. And then maybe we'll only have to wait, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Put my name nope. in, hour and a half. Easy. So I'm like, I, I hadn't heard from anybody. So I'm like, you know, I don't drink alone typically, but let me have a beer. Uh, and they had the, Dom, the Domu Super Dry Pilsner. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. And that's from Red Cypress. They make it specifically for Domu. And it was, when they say super dry, like it just almost disappears from your mouth. There's something so fun about mm-hmm. it, about drinking it. And I don't want to brag. But go for it. Okay. But you're going but, to. Yeah, I, was, I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> I'm going to. Oh, please, I've Nick. been to the Czech Republic. Okay. And I've been to the brewery where they make Pilsner or Kell. Okay. So where Pilsner was born. Mm-hmm. And I've been underground. They still brew it the same way. They still let it ferment in casks underneath. And, the you know, basically um, we got to drink it unfiltered. So, so cool. it was so good. It was like an energy drink, uh-huh. but alcoholic. Because it still had all the stuff in it mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all the... Uh, all the carbs and stuff. So not great for you, but tasted great. Mm. So this was such a good beer. This was such a good experience in terms of taking me back to that, but then trying something new on top of that Mm -hmm. and uh, a new experience totally. And it's local. Like, isn't that so cool when you have a beer and you're like, wow, this just knocks your socks off. 
and you it's you know 15 miles north of here. You know? I wanna, so, yeah, so I think that's what I want to do is go there, talk to the guys who came up with it. And I think that's the interesting thing about these breweries, too, is they want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. The people who are serving, they usually know everything there is to know about mm-hmm. the beers. Um, the brewers or one of the brewers is usually there because mm-hmm. it's sort of a 24-7 operation. You yeah. have to have somebody there with the mash mm-hmm. and the hops Sometimes the barley, I'm just saying words that I associate with beer. I'm not really sure exactly what they do. I think it's magic. It's a really, really neat space. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's out there. Like you, you got to make a, make a trip to go and visit it, um, especially if you live in Orlando Winter Park area. But um, they were super nice when they first opened. Um, WMFE had a listening party there. Um, so they hosted us. Um, and it was my first time going there. And uh, they were just huge fans of the station and let us kind of have our party there. And it was really, really good. I, I love their beer, great staff, and just a really, really neat, neat space. So. I'm going to have to make the trek up Oh, there, yeah, man. please yep. do. That's really cool. It's really cool. Now, are you on the Ale Trail? Do you, do you travel the Ale Trail? I haven't yet. Yeah, that is something so you should do. Where, where did that come from or where can you get in for more information on that? So the Ale Trail was started by the Central Florida Craft Brewers Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, all of the craft brewers in the area are, are friends and partners and, and work together. And they wanted a way to kind of get people to their different breweries. So they came up with, I mean, what, what's, what's a better incentive than stamps, Right. There's nothing There's better. There's nothing better. <laughs> well, maybe patches or 3D printed brand knuckles. Ooh, okay, there well, we go. You might be in there. <laughs> Brewers, come see me about that. But it, it is basically a map that has now it's, I think it's more than 20 breweries on the map at this point. But oh, every great. time you go to the brewery, yep. you pull out your map and they give you a stamp. And once you have all of the breweries stamped, you get a commemorative growler, which is a 64 ounce glass jug for your uh for your take home for your libations yes and it's got this really cool art on it that says the central florida ale trail but it's a way to get so my wife and i we're always at the same places right because we're comfortable at at ocean sun and it's an hour or a mile away yeah Yeah. we're comfortable there but we have our our map and we say we try to do every week and we're going to go to a new brewery that we haven't been to before and the map kind of gets us there to places that we probably wouldn't go like bowigan's and winter springs Fantastic. Like we never would have gone if it wasn't for this map telling us to go there. There's quite a few breweries in Sanford we haven't been to yet. That's next weekend. You know, that's so you basically do whatever a map tells you. Exactly. What I'm getting. Yes. Oh, yes. That so, makes sense. Yeah. So how many of the 20 have you done? So we're still on the old map. So there's less than 20. We still have <laughs> finished it. Um, I think we've got about 10. We're at least we're halfway there. Okay. We're halfway there. Nice. I think. I think. And we, we have to keep it in, in my wife's purse because... We'll switch cars and forget the map. Like, darn it! Now we have to go back to another <laughs> another brewery because we forgot the the darn map. Oh no, we have so. to go back <laughs> and try something else. But it's a great way to get you to a place like Red Cypress, like you were oh, talking okay. about, because yeah. it is, is it is a bit of a trek, but totally worth it. Totally worth it. So why don't we uh, go to one of yours? And to, speaking of treks, uh, this is Jay Wakefield. Yes. So this this one is um, speaking of funny names. Um, this one's called Hops for Teacher. <laughs> So nice. that's why I kind of fell in love with that one. But um, so this, did you? Did you pick it specifically because of the I, name? No, I didn't. I didn't. I actually went to um, so a buddy of mine that I went to high school with. Um, he's he's real big into the craft beer scene. Um, he worked at um, uh, he worked at Bart, uh, which just celebrated their 
there last night mm-hmm. yesterday, um, which is the bar arcade that was in Mills. Yep. Um, so if you've ever been there, you've probably seen Lando. He's got the, the long beard. Um, and he was also at a few other uh, craft beer bars in town as well. So he, he's developed a really great palate. Um, I believe he's a Cicerone or he's got some sort of certification at this point. But he is now the, the, the beer guy at Foxtail in the Hourglass District, um, oh, the, the social house, which yeah. is really cool. Um, so... I was like, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm doing this, um, doing the show. Let me go and see Lando and talk about some beers that we should we should go and get. So there was this one beer that that I really wanted to get, and it was a cross between Ellipses brewed a beer, and they combined it with Foxtail Coffee. And I re- I was like, this is really cool. Wow. So I went there because that was my intention was we're going to talk about that because it's early in the morning and coffee and beer and all. They, they kicked the cake. That was gone. So I asked the the bartender for another suggestion. He gave me the hops for teacher, um, which is out of Miami. So it's not local enough, right? It's local it's adjacent. Local enough. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's just, it's a really, really great beer from uh, Jay Wakefield Brewery. Um, he actually was a home brewer and had such a great following from folks at these homebrew um competitions he was in he crowdsourced his brewery and within like a day he had fifty five thousand dollars raised as seed money to start his brewery so he he's a a brewer of the people um and it's in the winwood district in in miami which is this really cool eclectic area down there and stuff that's the art deco area yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um so so i i was the story was really great. The beer is fantastic. Um, it was it was probably one of the most drinkable uh, American pale ales that that I've had um, from Florida. It, it was just fantastic. Um, so is pale ale usually in your wheelhouse? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I I do pale ales because they're a little less hoppier, yep. a little more refreshing, and my wife can drink them. So if we're gonna share a growler or. A, we have a kegerator uh, in the house, so I'll have to get a keg of pale ale, which is something that that we can both kind of kind of drink. So uh, <laughs> I bring down the hops so that I can uh, appease my wife, and I don't drink a whole keg by my <laughs> by myself. That I think is the bigger part. Yeah, yes, I, I guess I buried yeah, the lead yeah. on that one. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just it was a really great beer, and Lando does a really great job curating that list there. Um, and if you haven't been to the the hourglass social house um it is really really cool mm-hmm. again really close to, to my neighborhood um and they've got great beer there's foxtail coffee there's leguminati uh vegan food there they're gonna be opening up a tamale and company and it's basically like this food hall so you'll yeah. be able to go and grab all this food and they have this great beer and there's just this wall of canned beer there too so you can get some really really great beers uh not just from, from florida but from all over the place yeah. Uh, so it, it's pretty much a, a craft beer heaven at my place. So. I like it. Yeah, you're you're you may need to move closer to yeah, Curry Ford. Yeah, I think so. It seems like you're too far away. <laughs> All right, well, let's listen to a song. Uh, I so what I do when I'm picking songs is I just put my library on random. I've got thirty three thousand songs. Oh, great! Yeah, I, like I just pick them out. <laughs> Sometimes some new stuff makes its way in, but for the most part, it's stuff that I know. Uh, but it seemed like a lot of these songs were um, had a uh, double meaning when it comes to craft beer. Uh, so this is Sonia Dada with I'm Gone oh. on WPRK, <laughs> Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This episode is brought to you by When Pigs Fly. Need an airline that will let you travel with literally any emotional support animal? 
then choose when pigs fly. While Delta Airlines and others make it harder to travel with peacocks, alpacas, and boa constrictors, we're going in the opposite direction. Our flyers are required to bring a flyer with them, or a slitherer, waddler, or really any varmint. Cabins will feature apex predator and non-apex predator sections for your convenience. Have an imaginary animal supporter? No problem. We'll happily sell you a ticket for your unicorn, dragon, giraffe, ogre, and many more. When pigs fly, sure it smells bad. It's pretty dangerous, but at least you're not driving. Reserve your ticket at toacertaindegree.com. Now on with the show. Sonia Dada on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was I'm Gone. You're listening to Odd Numbers. I'm Nick. I do this every week. Every week I have a very special guest. Sometimes we do a full interview with a guest. Sometimes the guest comes on and we talk about a particular topic or theme. Today, Brendan Byrne is here. We're talking about craft beers. Thank you so much for being here, Brendan. Oh, thanks, Rem. It's always a pleasure. I'm talking with my hands. That does not translate to radio at no, all. No, it doesn't. Unless I knock over the microphone. Yes. I, I sometimes do TV things, and I never know what to do with my hands. With your hands, so, yeah. yeah. The robot. Yes, you can do that. Just, but I, just every, do that. every TV appearance, I feel like Ricky Bobby, you know, that my hands are... <laughs> just creeping up, up yeah. in front of your face. <laughs> so we're talking about craft beers today. I uh, had a uh, past guest, Zach Prusaxon, and one from Swamp Head Brewery. Uh, it's called Bugging Out. Mm-hmm. So everyone has some favorites. You have some favorite breweries. You have some meaningful experiences at them as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I wanted to talk about with uh, my next set. So Hourglass Brewing up in Longwood and then Deviant Wolf Brewing, you were talking mm-hmm. about going up to Sanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one you're definitely going to have to stop at. I haven't been to Deviant yet. So What connects them to me um, is the appreciation for their customers, but also the, um, the idea that they're trying to host different types of events in their spaces so hourglass is is huge and they have the restaurants that are connected and next to it so you could go and make a day of it Mm -hmm. um, and really have some fun and it's kid friendly and all of those things as well but what i really appreciate about it is the art show that they do monthly there yeah so i have a lot of friends a lot of people who've been on this show um and i've uh, met some friends there as well uh that go there and take part in that and it's the same thing at Deviant Wolf, and I'll get to the beers in a second, but what I wanted to talk about for both of them is how much of an open opportunity this is for anyone with a creative itch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important if you don't have necessarily that passion project, that outlet for your creativity, and you feel like this is an intimidating process, go and do it. This is like the most supportive group that I've ever met when it comes to art. It's not clicky. It's not mean. It's not like the mean girls um, of art. It's just a great group of people. And like I said, some of them have been on the show before. Just go to one of the openings. Just go there and have mm-hmm. a beer and check out the art that they have there. I've had a piece up at Deviant Wolf, so I really appreciated that, like having the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that was really compelling to me. So my beers for both of them, I had trouble picking one for Hourglass because at one point they had... Uh, one called Two Million Bees and Some Hops, which was a double New England IPA with Florida honey. And it was at a 7.7 ABV. Well, that's so, a one and done, right? Yeah, there. yeah. So that's the five ounce, and then you're waiting a yeah. bit for the next one. But it was so good. Like, usually I can't necessarily make out a lot of the mm-hmm. different flavors, but the honey flavor in that one was so good. Uh, but I am, because I've already done a New England IPA today, I'm going to go with the Dangling Modifier. 
Okay. Which is just fun to order. <laughs> and that is an Imperial IPA. Mm-hmm. So a little bit hoppier and an 8% ABV. So again, very strong. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really appreciated trying a bunch of different ones there and getting the different nuances of yeah, each one. That's what they're really good at yeah. is just such a variety. And I love that they do sour IPAs. Have you had any of their sour I IPAs have. there? Yeah, yeah, I just had some there. So Such and an interesting flavor combo. They're and opening Sour Glass Brewery mm-hmm. as well. So they're going to concentrate a lot of, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they're going to concentrate on a lot of sours there as well. So uh, I talked about it earlier, you know, the sours, sometimes I have to uh, kind of move into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do really like them quite a bit. So as far as Deviant Wolf goes, um, great space, wonderful little space, great bar, great people who work there, really appreciate the beer and the craft and all of those things. So I had great conversations with them when I was up there. Uh, but I had the red rye, which is an amber ale, obviously kind of rye in flavor, mm-hmm. uh, not W-R-Y, of course, um, but rye in terms of uh, the, the seed, mm-hmm. uh, so rye bread. Uh, but very malty as well. And so I really liked that one uh, because it felt like having, especially after dinner, you go there uh, and you can just drink uh, one beer and be done with your evening. It just felt like the perfect end to that meal. And then, you know, the Sanford experience Mm -hmm. is a little bit different as far as their breweries go because it seems like they're all, for the most part, uh, centered right around First, uh, First Avenue there. Or for, is it First Avenue or First Street? I can't remember. Anyway, First Street. Um, so that little downtown historic mm-hmm. district, you've got the German restaurant there. You've got the marshmallow place there. You've got the theater. You've got all sorts of mm-hmm. things going on. And you can walk to all those places. And so mm-hmm. it's a little bit different than uh, some of the other breweries in terms of the location. So I really appreciated just having... Having everything right there. Yeah, right. it was really nice. Yeah. So that's really, really smart of them. And Sanford's... So mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Can I plug something that's happening at Hourglass? You talked about events. Yeah. Um, Hourglass hosted um, the Central Florida um, Astronomical Society, puts on their first event. Uh, they did this a few months back. It was called Suds and Scopes. Um, and Hourglass hosted it. And they had out in the back, they had a bunch of telescopes. So you could kind of see oh, some nice. of the. They turn off all the lights back there? They, yeah, they turned off all the lights uh, in the parking great. lot. So you could see all the star. Or the, I think it was a moon. I think there was Saturn was back there. Um, and then um, the Emil Bueller Planetarium puts on a bunch of presentations at that big stage that's in there. Um, so the last time um, they asked me, uh, Derek Demeter, <laughs> the brother of the artist that you were talking about at Hourglass, uh, he puts it on and invited me to do. Um, space trivia. So that was really fun. Uh, but they're going to be doing Suds and Scopes again November 15th. Um, oh, fantastic. And they've got a, a whole bunch of great speakers lined up, and they're going to put the uh, the telescopes out again. And um, Hourglass has just been they – were, they were fantastic with, you know, being accommodating to to that group and, and, and folks in there. So it was, it was a really, really fun event. So November 15th is the next one. I wouldn't miss it. It'll be really cool. Suds and scopes. I'm Suds and it scopes. Down. I'll uh, I'll actually uh, have a friend of mine who was a seamstress on the space shuttle. Yep. She's going to be speaking there as well, Gene Wright. So um, definitely come out to see that. And that was a great episode of uh, Are We There Yet? Yeah, as yeah. Well. She was yeah. awesome. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah. So so she'll be uh, she'll be coming out and talking about the work she's done on on the space shuttle. But it's it just it's I'm I'm loving seeing stuff like that. Like you know. 
there's astronomy on tap all across the country. So sure. it's, it's great to see that here uh, in central Florida and at a space like Hourglass was built to, to host to something, put something like, something that. like yeah. this on. Yeah. So, no. Drinking in stars. Drinking in stars, right? Well, I'm glad they didn't call it that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scopes I mean, is usually, a great name. <laughs> usually much better with names. So let's listen to a song. What uh, song would okay. you like to What do play we have now? left? Uh, let's. We have a little bit of. Uh, let's do another. Um, we'll do the Handmade Amigo. Um, this is another. Hmm. Um, this is another intersection session. Intercession song. Um, but Nick, I'm sure you've heard of the Tiny Desk concert. Yes, I have. At, that NPR does. Yep. Um, and the Tiny Desk contest. Um, where uh, NPR asks folks to film uh, their band playing on a tiny tiny desk desk and and they pick the best one. So there's like hundreds of thousands of entries to this thing. And um, we kind of curated all of the Central Florida entries um, and had our listeners vote on their favorite ones. And Handmade Amigo was the the number one. Uh Um, So we invited them in for an intercession um, and they played this song, Babalu. So this is them live at the WMFE studios. Um, it's, it's not as cool as the WPRK live studio, but we make it work. But um, they were nice we'll, enough to we'll come in. We'll let you have it. We'll <laughs> they, let you have it. They were nice enough to come in. Um, so this was the, the WMFE's listener's pick for the best Tiny Desk entry was uh, Handmade Amigo. And this is Babalu. You hear that on WPRK. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This episode is brought to you by Fill in the Gaps. Actors and other performance artists the backbone of the economy, the best people among us. As good-looking and talented as they are, sometimes they need a day job to make ends meet. And to get that day job, their resumes could use a little zhishing, a little something extra, something to connect those dots between day jobs. Well, that's where we come in. Fill in the Gaps has set up a number of shell corporations that help performers with their career crevasses. Is this legal? Maybe. Ethically, it's a gray area. How do we make it a little more ethical? By doubling down on the fraud, along with lying about the companies you've worked for, we'll also provide job titles and responsibilities that make your resume more interesting. Here are some examples of jobs that you can say you held. Retail harbinger. Flavor curator. In-house color technician enthusiast. Digital haberdasher. Sound design ambassador. And beard sommelier. In some cases, the prospective employer will be too embarrassed to ask about the job, since they'll want to look like they understand it. Fill in the gaps. Make your life appear complete on your resume. You won't actually be complete or feel complete. You're going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. And that was Handmade Amigo with Babalu. That was a great song. That was a lot of fun. And I, I, I almost didn't put it on uh, because it gets stuck in my head every time I listen to it. And I knew that I'd be listening to it at 8 o'clock in the morning, so I'd be singing it all day long. But that's not a bad song that's stuck in your head. So, so local band uh, made it big, made, won the Tiny Desk uh, won, contest won, won for... Won the local Tiny Desk Yeah, contest. no, I was getting to that on WMFE. Uh, so you can listen to them or you can look them up, and I would imagine you can follow them and see where they're playing yeah, yeah. and things of that nature. And they're just a great group of guys, too. Yeah. Like, um, we were not built for... Uh, hosting live music in our talk studio. Um, and they were totally accommodating of that. And uh, they made it work. And uh, it, w- it was a lot of fun. So it, w- it was very enjoyable to have have those guys in. So Very nice. Yeah. The voice you're hearing is, of course, Brendan Byrne. 
he is on WMFE. He does. Uh, he's the producer for Intersection, mm-hmm. so he gets to pick a lot of these bands that come in because you guys do local music on yeah, Fridays every Friday, on Intersection. Yeah. And uh, my name is Nick. So this is a show called Odd Numbers. You uh, may be used to hearing to a certain degree, but uh, every other week I'm going to do this format, bring in some new guests, bring in some past guests, and just talk about a particular theme. And this theme for this week is craft beers. Mm-hmm. We're not drinking in the studio. No. BT dubs. Yeah. I have to go to work after this, so. I have to be awake after this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we did some exploring on the behalf to, uh, for our audience, mm-hmm. we sacrificed our time, our resources. It was tough. And we went out and tried some beverages. Mm-hmm. We imbibed. And uh, if you missed any of the show, what you may have missed some because apparently we had the power outage for a little bit. But uh, if you missed any of the show, we'll have that up on toacertaindegree.com. And if you want to add any beers that we should try, I'm always, always open for suggestions. Really appreciate that. But as of right now, we'll go with a suggestion from Mr. Brendan Byrne. What do you have for us? So this this beer, I actually, I went to this brewery specifically for this show. So I said, you know, I need to go to a new brewery and okay. drink a new beer so that I don't disappoint Nick. Um, so I went to Ivanhoe Park. I'm glad that disappointing me is... Uh, it's really is, what gets me through the day. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint you. Great. <laughs> Whatever it takes for motivation. Yes. So um, I went to Ivanhoe Park Brewery, which is... In, brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. It is a gorgeous location. Yeah. Like, beautiful building, like, amazing bar. Um, just a really, really cool area. So just off of Virginia in the Ivanhoe yep, area. Yep. So with a lot of already great places yep. to hang there's, out. There's some walkability. Great. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. So so um, wife and I went there and I got the Joyland. Um, make sure I get this right here. The Joyland. It's an American IPA. Um, super easy to drink. Super light. Um, I, I had I had a few of them <laughs> because they were so good. Um, and just a really, really neat space. The, the brewery is right there. There's this big, you know, kind of barn door that opens up that you can see all of the tanks and the kettles while mm-hmm. you're in there. Great space or a ton of dogs when I was there. Um, and, uh, it was real busy, so I didn't really have a time to, to chat with the brewer or, or with the, uh, the bartenders and whatnot. So I ended up, I left and I, I did a little bit of research and I found out that it's, it's called the Joyland IPA because... At that site, there was the Joyland Water Park. Um, so this this guy back in the late 19th century, uh, George Russell, he um, he settled in the area. He first started living in Tampa, and then he came to Orlando and, and loved it a lot and ended up, you know, setting his roots there, opening up this seed and feed and fertilizer shop, and mm-hmm. it became this, like, you know, this massive business here. So he bought a bunch of land with that money. As we all do sometimes. And the land is now current Ivanhoe area. Okay. And he grew pineapples. That was his thing. He grew pineapples nice. on this land. And uh, so no, take that Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> what, what he did was he, he built these, uh, these kind of houses around them and had these boilers that would create steam that would make them hot. And so it would help the pineapples grow in this kind of hot, moist environment. Sure. Um, it was called a pinery. I don't know if you knew that, but that's called a pinery. I was not aware of that. So he had all these, uh, this great pineapple business. Like you you would never expect this. And he's had this great pineapple business and decided to open up a water park 
for the locals called Joyland. So it makes sense. I mean, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna grow pineapples. The next logical step is you open a water park. Yeah, no, right? perfect. <laughs> so, so the Ivanhoe Park um, Brewery they 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 kind of pay tribute to yeah. to George Russell with with the Joyland <laughs> IPA and and kind of the history of of what happened what happened there the the, the famous pineries of the southeast and uh, and the water park. So I, I thought that was cool. So so now when I drink it, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that I taste a hint of pineapple in it, right? Because that's what they're doing. I love that you would also tell that story. Like you'd just be sitting there at the bar waiting for somebody yes. to order one of those so you can tell them that story. Yes. Ah, you like pineapples? <laughs> oh. Let me tell you about George Russell. <laughs> Did you just order the Joyland? Hmm. So, but also great beer. Great beer. Um, my wife and I did two uh, two flights, I think, and uh, there was not a bad beer on the menu. Really diverse beers. Um, and also really great names. There was a Tupac Shaporter, which was my favorite name. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. And it was also very good, too. Well, it helps when that is the case, yeah. Yeah. So, But, uh, yeah, it was. it's a really, really great brewery. And, you know, if you're looking for a new place to go to, I would definitely check it out. It was, it was a lot of fun. Great staff, great space. There was a food truck there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of have, like, a, a, a carport out the back, Um that the food truck's under, so you don't have to wait in the hot sun, oh, which is fantastic. nice. Yeah. So, but but again, the beer was delicious, American style IPA, so hop forward, but but quite citrusy and refreshing. It was great. Very nice. All right, we're gonna listen to one more song. I've got one beer to share, and then we're gonna get on out of here. Of course, it goes much too quickly. It does, yes. as it always does. Yeah. Uh, so, if you missed any of the show, to a certain degree.com, it'll be up later this week. And if you want to learn more about Brendan Byrne, where would people go? Uh, you can check out our space coverage at wmfe.org slash space. Um, I'm on Twitter at Space Brendan. Um, and, yeah, you can tune in to me on the radio sometimes. Oh, that's subtle. <laughs> and you can listen to me on, uh, you know, NPR. I'm pretty cool. Uh, so that's my Brendan Byrne imitation, that's by the way. Good, actually. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so I'm going to go with I Break Horses, Winter Beats on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This episode is being brought to you by Bated Breath, the coworker who comes in despite being sick. Gross. They claim allergies, just the sniffles, or even deny it outright. But you know the entire office is about to be decimated thanks to patient zero. Using new innovations from science, we can tell if someone is sick just from their breath. But can we force them to go home? Yes. Simply hide the baited breath sensor on their desk. If it detects viruses, germs, or other vile creatures, it will emit a foul smell, forcing the person to leave. Wait for your baited breath at toacertaindegree.com. I break horses on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Winter Beats. Doing a lot of robot-y stuff yeah, today. Yeah, I like it. For our yeah. uh, future robot overlords. You're listening <laughs> to Odd Numbers. My name is Nick. Brendan Byrne from WMFE is here. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Of course. This it's so always much fun. a pleasure to yeah. have you here and to try out a new show. Thank you for yeah, being one of my uh, guinea pigs for this. Is that why I was brought in here? No, you're great <laughs> at being a guest and you like beer. Those were the two okay. sort of... Uh, uh, the requirements for being on today. This is a show called Odd Numbers, and what we do uh, every other week is bring somebody in 
and we talk about a particular theme. So we've done obscure albums. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, Mark with a C was here, and that uh, episode will actually go live today. Mm -hmm. And you can listen to that on iTunes or on SoundCloud or on toacertaindegree.com. And we talked about lyrics that just stopped us in our tracks. Like, you know, you just have music on in the background and something comes on at just the right time, at just the right moment, it connects with you in such a way. Maybe that's what the, the writer and the, the singer meant, and maybe it's not, but for whatever reason, you, it takes you out of your reverie, it takes you out of whatever you're doing, and then that goes into your rotation forever. Mm -hmm. So that was a great episode with him, you know, listening back to it and some of the songs we were picking and stuff. Um, you know, the meaning there, sometimes music can do stuff and communicate things that yep. nothing else can. Mm -hmm. And it was really a fantastic episode. Uh, this episode is craft beers. So much fun to do. So many places to visit. So many craft beers that we didn't get to cover. Mm -hmm. So I'll put that out there. I, you know, the, the rule was we had to pick five each. So it doesn't mean that we didn't like a certain uh, brewery or something along those lines. We just didn't have time to get to all of them. Yes. We, we need to so blow out good ones. the next show. And Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Best Hour with Marketing <laughs> News would be fine with that. Uh, it would be probably the next three or four yeah. shows. But let me go over to the West Coast for a second. So this will be the last beer of the day. And uh, there's a couple of things I appreciate about this place. But uh, just going back to the idea of the brewery as a place to go with friends, as a place to go to meet new people. Uh, so I went over to Tampa and I was visiting a friend. He was doing a conference there. I didn't really know what the conference was about. It was the Association of Writers and Writing Programs. And if you ever heard of it, it goes by the acronym or the initialism, AWP. I guess it's an acronym if you just say OP. OP. But uh, the idea is that it's all of these small publishers and publishing houses in the US, mm -hmm. the college publishers, all of those things. And they do a big conference. There's a lot of speakers, a lot of authors, a lot of uh, you know uh, uh, industry level things. But there's also 600 to 800 tables in this big massive hall where they're just selling books. And all they wanna do, they're not pushing them, they're not trying to get you in. They just wanna talk to you about the books that they publish. I was in heaven. Mm -hmm. Now, if anybody from AWP is listening, I did sneak in, but I bought so many books that I feel like it's worth it, that the, you know, the, it, it balances out. So I went there, and then afterwards we got invited uh, because Borough Press was there, the local uh, mm -hmm. publishing house here in Orlando, and they were having a reading. And so we went to Tampa Heights, we did the reading, and then we had heard about Hidden Springs Ale Works, which if you haven't yet, I know they carry a lot of them at Red Light, Red Light, all over the place here in town. And they're the ones, and just the design aesthetic of their cans makes me want to buy them okay. all the time. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen them, no, but uh -uh. they do some incredible and fun artwork on their cans. And, you know, I, I like that. Like... I like the design of your logo. I like the look of your cans. That's going to draw me in mm -hmm. even more so. Obviously, the beer has to be good or mm -hmm. whatever the thing is. But having a great design that goes along with it makes me even more appreciative and uh, faithful and loyal to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so over there, I tried the Pretty in Pink so because I had to. And it's a Berliner, so it's a little bit of a sour 
Um, and it had lemon and raspberry. It was a 5.5, so it wasn't that strong. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It wasn't, uh, like I was saying earlier, the sours for me are a second or third beer. Right. But it was perfect at that time. Okay. It just went, it was very complimentary with the other beers that I was having there. We were, I was hanging out with my friend, but then a lot of people I didn't know in sort of this industry, mm-hmm. talking to them about it, learning about it. Like, I can't even imagine reading all the manuscripts they have to read and how weird and fun and amazing that must be to mm-hmm. be able to communicate with authors that have just poured their heart and soul into these things. And I would imagine there's a lot of beer drinking in that industry as well, mm-hmm. or some sort of uh, oh, yeah. drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just one thing I wanted to add is around the corner from there is the, I don't know how to pronounce it. It might be garageiste, the meadery. Ooh. So they make uh, mead and it's grape based mead because you could do different ones. Okay. So this was basically like um, uh, just grape juice Mm -hmm. or grape jelly, but incredibly alcoholic. Um, And they had one that tasted like peanut butter and jelly. They had one that tasted like raspberries. It was was pretty dangerous, but uh, it was also very, very tasty Mm -hmm. as well. So maybe that's the next. That's starting to take off. Big thing is the meadery and we'll get some, uh, some other things going. So we have to get out of here though. Okay. So we're going to go to a brewery right now in 8 to 12 hours yeah. after we're done with work. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Brendan Byrne, thank you so much. Where can people hear you? Where can they interact with you? Yeah, so um, you can find my coverage at wmfe.org slash space. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Space Brendan. And as Nick, you mentioned, I host a podcast called Are We There Yet? that um, we kind of talk about space exploration um, and the people and uh, the people that are – kind of leading the charge yeah. to getting us to places like Mars. Um, so am, am I taking us out? Do you want me to, that's no, a, no, that's so, a good setup to this, to the, our last song, but. Oh, I just wanted to add no. real quick. Uh, we've got some marketing news coming up. Uh, we have to a certain degree is back next week. So we'll do a full interview and then you can catch me at Pachakacha. Yes. On November I will be 9th. There. Yes. Yes. So I will be uh, feeling judged by Brendan in the audience. So I'll have even more pressure on me than ever before because mm-hmm. you've done it twice now. Yeah. I've only done it once or it, I'm going to do it, it once. It is a lot of fun. And if you've never actually been in the audience for one, you need to go. It, yeah. is, it, is, it is a great Oh, it's a fantastic event. experience. Yeah. It's such great storytelling. You'll feel inspired afterwards. Also be at Deland Indie Flea on uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. So 3D printing and uh, talking to people about the show and other things. So please visit me out there. But yeah, Brendan, what do we have for our last song? So you know that I'm going to finish off with space, right? Mm-hmm. So the last episode of Are We There Yet? I interviewed a guy named Chris Ferguson. He was the last commander of the space shuttle STS-135. I had the chance to sit down and talk to him because... He didn't think he was going back to space, but now because of NASA's commercial crew program, he'll be launching to space uh, in early 2019 again. Um, oh, that's fantastic. So it was a surprise to him that he gets to do this, um, and he's going to be a part of the commercial crew with Boeing. Uh, but this was one of the last songs that they woke up to uh, on Space Shuttle Atlantis. You'll actually hear a recording from Kennedy Space Center uh, down here on the ground, and you'll hear Chris Ferguson at the end of this piece. But it's it's Aaron Copeland's fanfare for the common man, which beer is kind of fanfare for the common man too, right? Absolutely. So and and this is kind of one of those epic songs that we can really start our day off with, and and as we go into the next chapter, space exploration, I, I want people to remember this song. So. Perfect. Thank you so much, Brendan. My pleasure. Uh, the beers, the the music, the beard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just 
Well done. <laughs> well same, done. Same to you, Nick. I'm going to do a same little clap here, and we're going to listen to that right now on WPRK. Winter Park, Florida, you've been listening to Odd Numbers. Thank you so much for listening. That was Odd Numbers. If you want to hear more from Brendan, check out WMFE.org. There you will find his space podcast, Are We There Yet? He also produces Intersection, which is a great show on topics that affect Central Florida. They also feature local musicians and artists. It's kind of like this show, but way better. What did you think of this show? Besides that Intersection is better. Any topics you would like to see covered? Find me at toacertaindegree.com and let me know. Or find me at local markets like Deland Indy Flea, Grandma's Party Bazaar, or email nick at toacertaindegree.com. I want to hear from you. I need your validation. It's kind of weird when you say it out loud.